Hey, hey, hey. Good evening, you all. Welcome to the first edition of No Plays All Sports Talk. I am your host, Miss Ballin D. I have a slew of friends hanging out with me for this very first episode. I am extremely excited. Of course, I must give the disclaimer. Uh, I'm not a sports professional by any means. Uh, I, I don't believe that my guests are either. I, I guess they would say that as well. We're just a couple individuals who love sports, who happen to have a mic, who happens to have a platform, and we hope to have some respectful dialogue in regards to the world of sports. Uh, this show is very special to me as, of course, it is my very first sports talk show, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, some of my guests that's on a panel with me is, uh, we go way back with a lot of people, and it's kind of funny, a full circle moment as I was doing some research and getting to know my guests, uh, one of them is an official coach, and the other guest is her high school coach from back in the day. So I'm more than excited. I got one of my homeboys in the community. We've become very, we have become very close friends. Uh, Mr. Kevin Ray of the Locker Room Show, he has his very own sports podcast that he has on Rise Radio every Thursday. So I'm more than happy to uh, connect with him, and hopefully we have a great show. We can do it every Wednesday night right here live on Facebook. We do apologize for our delay, uh, technical difficulties, but we're going to make it through. So without any further ado, welcome to No Plays All Sports Talk. I'm going to unmute my guests and uh, hopefully we can have some great dialogue about the world of sports. I know there's an exciting ga game on right now. Uh, the Boston Celtics, they are trying to end their series right now. So we'll keep you updated on that as well. So Without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce my guest, uh, Mr. Kevin Ray of the Locker Room Show. Of course, he is my guest. So he's going to be kind of a permanent guest for me. I guess he's going to sort of, sort of be my co-host if he'll accept my honor. What's up, Kevin Ray? I most definitely accept your honor. And first of all, congratulations. I love the show already. It's only been on for 10 minutes. Love it. <laughs> I know we got some great guests. Um, I can't wait to be here and get some questions into, because I already love the story. Coach and coach that coach each other or coach one another. So I, I can't wait to get to this story. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me, Kev. Our next guest, of course, she is no stranger to, of course, the Las Vegas community. If you yourself have anything to do with the world of sports here locally, you probably have a little grudge against her, but she's, she's on the good side right now. Uh, Coach Majors, uh, she's the coach today. She's not the official referee. So, Coach Majors, good evening to you, Sunshine. How are you? Thanks for joining me. Uh, hello to you. I, I appreciate this honor that you give me with the platform, with all the great people that's on this call. And I just want to thank you for the honors. Absolutely. So, of course, there's not going to be a lot of screaming and yelling at you right now. You're kind of safe for the moment, for at least the next hour or so. <laughs> I'm always safe. Oh, we know you hold your own. Coach Mays, again, thank you for joining me. It's an honor to have you as my guest. Our next guest on the panel, uh, we kind of hooked up kind of as an accident, but I guess great things come together when they're supposed to in God's timing. So uh, for those of you, the little backstory about me, uh, when I first graduated from high school back in 2002 from Palo Verde High School, I was uh, a member of the CSN, Community College of Southern Nevada Women's Basketball Program. It was the first women's program here in the city, coached by none other than UNLV great uh, Mr. Robert Smith, a great staff we had over there. Uh, so the official coach we have now, of course, they dismantled the program after one season. 
Um, great season, great fun we had, learned a lot from Coach Smith, and unfortunately, we just did not have the support. They ended the program, the men's and women's program, but they are bringing it back. So yes, junior college basketball is coming back to Las Vegas. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome the coach of the new CSN women's basketball program, Coach Dorothy Kendricks. Good evening to you. Good evening. Uh -oh. Hey, there you go. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on here as well. I really appreciate it. And congratulations to your uh, show as well. Thank you so much. So I know you and I, we've been going back and forth trying to schedule here, schedule there. And I know she probably was like, I wish she'd get her stuff together. But, you know, it's kind of crazy how this whole podcast happened for me uh, during quarantine. Um, I caught COVID. And unfortunately, thank God, I, I was brought from it. You know, I went on a mission, was doing some praying closer to God, asking God for my purpose. And something told me to start your own sports podcast. So God manifested this into me. No plays, all sports talk. Um, as you all know, if you don't know, my little nephew, uh, 13 years old, little Curtis, he plays for a youth organization uh, called Save Our Sons. And I tell him all the time, you have to go hard every play, nephew. There's no such thing as taking any plays off. So I prayed about God, my purpose, and he showed me and he gave me no plays off sports talk. So this is how this all manifested. So great things have come out of this pandemic for me. So I'm excited about that. So we're going to talk about the world of sports. Coach Kendricks, it's funny that you told me that Coach Majors was actually your high school coach back in the day. Yes, that is so true. Um, coach Majors was my coach in high school, um, and, and you hit it right on the head. Tough as nails, but, you know, learned a lot from, from, from her as well. So which high school did you go to locally here in, in Vegas? Valley High School. Valley, Valley Vikings. Okay. Coach Majors yeah. was actually, uh, her husband was actually my PE teacher at Orr Middle School. So it's all coming full circle. <laughs> Coach yeah, Major, it has to. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Say that again. Yes, definitely. It does come around full circle. So, Coach Major, it has to be an honor now that you can see that one of your uh, former players is now an official head coach pouring back into the community. Truth on that. Uh, great milestone. And like both of you said, it comes around in full circle. If you do what you need to do as far as hard work, put in the time, dedication, loyalty, commitment, it definitely pays off. Yes. So again, congratulations again to you, Coach Dorothy. Uh, so let's talk about it. CSN, of course, you guys are uh, new to the city again, looking for some support from the community as you try to rebuild the program. Uh, what are you looking for? What can we kind of expect from you guys? And what do you expect from the community in regards to support? Well, um, you know, COVID-19, everything has been kind of difficult, but we're trying to get as many local kids as possible. Here in Las Vegas, we do have a lot of talented young ladies here um, that has been overlooked um, over the course of time. So now this gives them a platform to get their education and also to play basketball and look for the next level, you know, whether it's going to be a D2 or a D1. But I'm glad that we have that opportunity to restart this program, which is very much needed here in the community. And we're just looking for the community to support us um, and uh, be there when the, the doors open. 
So speaking of community support, are, is there any sponsor opportunities that uh, the College of Southern Nevada is looking for? Can, can we do some sponsorships in regards to sponsoring the program? Yes, definitely. We're always looking for sponsors and individuals who are willing to support our program. Um, so they can also go online, uh, right on their bat women's basketball, and there's a donation. We're also doing a fundraiser drive through our um, esports sponsor. So those are some of the things that we're going to do as well. And and definitely not only you know look for sponsors, but we also want to be able to give back to the community and and, and be a, a present voice out there, um, helping the community, supporting them in any way that we possibly can. Nice. So I know you talk about there's some ladies who have been overlooked. Uh, I saw some of your roster players in regards to uh, some ladies that you have gotten commitments from. Of course, you guys are junior college. You are JUCO. Uh, which division are you guys still planning? Are you still in the Scenic West? Yes, we're Scenic West, uh, Division One, um, uh, National JUCO. So. All right. So what are some names, some powerhouse names? I, I know most of your roster is actually made up of local players. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, we want to keep our local kids home. So that's something we've been trying to get UNLV to actually buy into. So hopefully uh, you can kind of build some of those players up to send them over to the new coach of uh, UNLV, who is also a local Las Vegas native as well. Yeah, um, I've talked to uh, Lindy several times, but um some of the players that we're looking at as far as um, coming straight from the high school, we have over 90% um, local students that came from Las Vegas. And we only have one, from <laughs> my one um, player from Utah. So um, some of the heavy hitters that we're looking for that we really wanted to be a part of our program is um, Tiana Tova from uh, Liberty. Liberty, right. Okay. Yes. Um, another person we have, Yesenia Nash, um, very powerful player, very athletic. Um, she's from uh, Cimarron Memorial. Um, and then we have Tyra Perkins from Calvary Chapel. And we have some players that went away and decided they wanted to come back. So we're happy for that. And that's um, Charmaine Finley. She used to she's play. Yes, yes. Democracy prep, yes. Yes, democracy prep, and uh, she went to Cochise for a year, and then she happened to come back. I um, wanted to be close to home during this whole COVID-19 situation, which is very understandable. Um, and then another player we have is Mace, uh, Mason, Mason Raleigh. She's also a native from Las Vegas. She graduated from Bonanza High School. She went away to Taft, and she decided that she wanted to come back and play, um, you know, for at, at home. Nice. It's always good to stay home. It was nothing like when I had the opportunity to sign my letter of intent, you know, in front of my family and friends, of course, to play in the coach Robert Smith prayers going out to him. He pours so much into me. I mean, you can just never stop learning. It's unfortunately that the program was over within a year, but I'm extremely excited that it's returning back now. And there's some local Las Vegas kids who can have some family support to support them. Yeah. And that's the, our, our whole mission. Um, is to make sure that these kids have that platform so they can play in front of their friends, their family. You know, under the situation right now, we basically can't because of the COVID-19. But however, when things start to open up a little bit more, of course, with, with safety precautions, then it's going to be really exciting to have their parents and their friends and, and supporters that are out there that really rally behind them in their decision to stay home. 
Nice. So uh, where are the home games actually going to be played? Are they actually going to be still at the uh, Cheyenne campus or they're going to be a home site? Yeah, for right now, um, that is our home site is the, the North Cheyenne campus. Um, but we know when doors started opening up and fan base started coming in and we started filling up those seats, we have to look for a second location. And that's one of the things that they're taking under consideration right now. Um, with the boys and girls basketball program coming to CSN, it's gonna be, uh, they're gonna need to open those doors and extend them out. So I'm nice. excited that the day comes. Absolutely. Kevin Ray, do you have any questions for Coach Kendrick? I know you are a huge basketball fan, just like, like I am. I know you're not homegrown, you're from Shottown, but you know, you've been here for a while now. So, you know, this is homebound for you as well, Kevin Ray. Coach Kendrick, I do have a couple of questions. Uh, the first one is congratulations. I, I know you're going to do a good job. Um, and I'm going to support you Thank 100%. Thank you so much. I really that? appreciate it. Kev, that, that was too easy. Now, my question <laughs> is, in the division that you got, it's going to <laughs> that was That wasn't a question. That was a comment. My question is, in the division you guys are going to play, what are the teams you guys playing? Are they familiar? Are, are, um, well, you have the uh, Salt Lake Community College, um, and then you have Snow College. Um, then you have the College of Southern Idaho and the Utah State Eastern, and then Colorado Northwestern Community College. So we have some very heavy hitters. Um, what put us at a disadvantage is these are programs that have already been established. So therefore, we need to make sure that we step up our game and make sure that every time we enter into the gym, they're learning and they're growing and they're developing as a team and as a unit. So we have some heavy hitters that uh, we have to look forward to to play. So and then plus with our preseason. Well, I, well I, I just counted four wins right there. Now, my second question is. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you recruit? What what is your your main recruiting tool? Though? How how are you getting the girls to be interested in coming to to your school? Well, the one thing that we try to make sure that, that the girls understand is not only they're coming to play basketball, but they're coming to get an education as well. So that's one thing that we preach and advocate: um, student athlete first. I mean, you're a student. We want to make sure that you graduate. We want to make sure that you have your degree, and then hopefully you know, usher you to the next phase of your, your journey. So that's one of the things that we try to make sure that we have. Um, players that we're trying to recruit, just like any um, other uh, institution, we're looking for guards. We're looking for someone who can basically handle the ball because that's your captain on the court. Um, and then, of course, we want to make sure that we have some post players and then those in-between players um, as well. So those individuals coming together that's going to build a program. During this COVID-19, it was very difficult because we had to do everything um, on Zoom or on Skype, you know, and not meeting the girls or, or, or not being able to know who these individuals are. Um, of course, you know, you want to go outside and look to see who you can bring inside. But then again, you got to look at your own backyard and see what you have there and then develop it from there. So if we're going to be a community college, then we need to start from home and start developing that base, you know, right here at home. Absolutely. 
So are you guys still playing? Uh, I know I know Dixie University, they moved out and they moved into D Division One. Are, are you guys playing them anymore or are they out? No, they're out. Um, Pima's out as well because Pima, you know, went up in the division. Um, so those are the only ones that we have. We're going to be playing um, our preseason games, which would be Phoenix, um, Phoenix College. Um, a lot of schools in Arizona, you know, due to the COVID-19 and the phase two or the phase, whatever phase that they're in, closed down. So therefore, we were looking for a lot of their kids who went away to Arizona to come back. Um, but they're pushing their season back until um, the spring. So, you know, the thing about that is we have to travel to them because we're full speed ahead. Whereas Arizona schools, they're not allowed to travel. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm excited. Uh, so you say preseason. When is the first official preseason game scheduled? And when is the season officially so far planned? if COVID-19 doesn't ruin those plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, knock on wood, um, hopefully if everything goes according to plan, our first opening season will be um, an away game. We'll play at Phoenix College um, in Phoenix. That will be our, our start and that starts January the 21st. So those are the preseason games for right now. So, and if anything I, I, goes. Nice. I, I I don't. I'm not sure I have any eligibility left, but you know, I'm, I can rest off. You know, I can put some ice pot on these knees, honey, and I can, you know, fake it till I make it. Hey, I'm still recruiting to this day. I'm still on the on, on the phone. I'm still, you know, skyping. I'm still zooming, but I'm still looking to fill a roster. So we're still looking for players. Um, hopefully, if everything opens up a little bit more, we'll be able to have an open trail, which will allow us to look at those players that we may have overlooked because of what was going on. So that gives both individuals an opportunity to come and play. So we're still trying to fill a roster. I still have some hope. Ballin, yes. you can be the uh, trainer, okay? You can be the trainer, Ballin. I will need my own special trainer. <laughs> so I want to talk to, to Coach Majors right now. Coach Major, uh, of course, you are a local referee here uh, in the city. Uh, you've been doing it for years, ever since I've been playing ball. Uh, you've been a very respectable referee here in the city. So, you know, I, I know you've made a couple calls that I, you know, regret, but a lot of people, they respect you. You are part of the referee and community here. Uh, you also do some uh, junior as refereeing as well, right? Uh, I did, and I also did Division One and semi-pro ball, so I've done it all. But right now, we're just all holding in COVID. COVID just had, has us all held hostage. Well, at least we're all in the same game. <laughs> That's true. So let's talk about refereeing. Of course, I myself, I, I dab into a little of the refereeing as well. I am that parent on the sideline rooting for, of course, my nephew who thinks that every ref call is horrible. Of course, not yours. But talk to us as, from the eyes of a, of a referee. It's more than just running up and down the field in the sort of footlocker uniform that we'd like to say you all have. And having a whistle, what is it different? How is a different eye? from being a spectator, a coach, and actually being a referee that's live in the game? Well, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that question. Um, being official, is you're not appreciated either way. Because if I call for Team A, 
then you're good. If I call for team B, I'm good. So we, we never win as official. We only win as being official, being a team on two or three people that's on the floor. That's our team. And we just have to work together. And when we hit that floor, you notice that we have a technique. We have a, we have a style that we all go by. It's making sure that we come prepared and ready to officiate the basketball game in every professional way that we know how. And um, as you say, that no one is going to like their call, our calls. But what we being in the stand and being on the floor is totally two different looks. And that's why I can laugh a lot of time at people in the stands. I shouldn't, but I do. Because when you're sitting in the stands, you can see everything. Well, at least you think you can. But when you're on the floor, you have an area of responsibility. And we can't look all over the floor. We have six or well, three sets of eyes. So we only have a primary that we're locked into and we have to go by those guidelines. Only way that we come out of those guidelines if something Ray Charles can see. Now, if Ray Charles can see, you know it has to be a foul. Some of those calls he can see. Some of those calls he, he can't see. And, and that could be true. <laughs> but it is what it is. And every official has a, it's their responsibility to get better. So what we do, we have a lot of training. When you come to the basketball referee camp or to the meeting, we sit down and we go through everything from A to Z to make us a, a, a good official. And you have to abide by the rules. And from you name it, we go through it because we are held uh, accountable for our actions on the floor, regardless what people think. And we go through um, how we dress, the time that we have to come to the game and observe the officials that's on the floor because we have to support them also. But we go to, I go to the game an hour and a half or an hour before my game, just so I can get my mind set to go and prepare to do that game. It doesn't matter who the teams are, if they're top notch or they're just beginning, we still want to give 100% no matter what. And um, we also go to the floor and it is a lot of training. People don't understand how much running we do. Within a game, we may run three to five miles a game. Wow. That's, that's a lot of running. But being a player, and by the way, um, I went to Valley too, and uh, Kendra went to Valley. So, see, we have a lot of common, uh, common things going on there. But um, at Valley, it's where we usually meet or used to meet. We have the floor. The floor is divided in three different segments. And then again, we break those down in training, in classes. We meet every Sunday and we go through the floor. The responsibility of you as the trail or the lead. That's a two-person game. It, it went to a three-person game, whereas now we can see more on the floor because we have more eyes. And what you see from the stands is totally different. You say, well, how is that a foul? Well, you didn't see him pulling on his shirt. You didn't see him holding his arm. 
And when you say, well, he had his hand up. Well, we know how to get around that, especially the sneaky players like you, Donetta. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't say that, but, but you know, there's ways around it. And we, we go and train for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> but it's, it's off the off season is where you get in shape. You're running, you're exercising, you're lifting weights. Now, mind you, everybody do what they need to do. When I step on the floor, we when we step on the floor, should I say, we're professional. The shoes shine, the pants are creased, everybody has on the same uniform, and we do separation on the floor so we can watch the offensive team, the defensive team, or the home team, the visiting team, and then again, the referee observes the floor. It's funny that you say you have to be in shape because the game has picked up the pace so much quicker. I mean, it's such it's such a fast-paced game now. I mean, you have to literally be able to keep up. How do you – well, I, we, we know how you do it. You got to be in shape. But the game has picked – the pace is so quick now. I mean, how do you stay mentally prepared to say, okay, I can trail this now in hopes that my partner – We'll see a different angle that I know that's my call, but I'm tired. I, I need a 30 second. Huh. Um, to stay in shape for me, I know me. I'm, I'm, I'm really, a, I prefer, I have to be in shape because it's me. I'm representing myself. I'm representing the officials and I'm representing the players. The players are the most important people on the court because we have to be in position to accept that call. And you know what, sometimes we do get beat, but then again, we have a technique for that also. Because there will be a fast break sometime, there's no way you can get there to that baseline to, to recover and see that play. But we, we run, we lift weights, but some people don't take pride, and I'm gonna say it, because you know I'm a straight shooter, Everybody doesn't take the game as serious as other people. But see, like I said, you can talk to me about, why don't you get there? Uh, I got out late. But if you notice, if you ever notice how I run on the floor, it's a technique to it. It's called, it's called a false hustle. And a false hustle is how you turn, get ready, go. But you never leave that play before the, the someone have control of the ball. Mm. But see, it's a lot of technique that goes to it as far as running. I like to have a little style, a little pep in my step. I know I'm older. Don't worry about it. I got it. Because I know how to cheat to get there to make the right call. And the reason why I do that, because when I was coaching, uh, official didn't get there and he made the call from a different area and I went off on him and I did but that that made me become official so I can make sure I'm there for your team coach Hendricks team so therefore I'm in the right position to accept the call to make a block charge or whatever it may be but, but by you within that in the bleachers, it's a totally different ball game compared to being on the floor. It's funny you say the block and the charge. And the, uh, as we watch, of course, the NBA game, as we see the Eastern uh, semifinals, Kev Ray, 
The Raptors, they're going to stay alive. The score is 125 to 122 with five seconds left in the second overtime. So, dang it, I was rooting for the Celtics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you got to realize. Yeah. Okay, so I took the Toronto. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. I took the Toronto Raptors to go all the way uh, oh, to geez. play the Clippers in the finals, and then the Clippers won it off. Oh jeez. Let's mute his mic Coach, for the rest Coach of the show. Major. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Coach Majors. Um I'm a uh, supervisor at the Thomas and Mack Center. And my my one of my responsibilities is to make sure that my people see you and your people on and off the floor without an incident. Uh, because we know that a lot of the fans, uh, they don't admire the refs at all, even uh, mostly the uh, the away fans, because they sure. think that they're going to get the home team is always going to get the, the home team call. Now, sure. my question to you is, um, is there such thing as a home team call, or is this all spontaneous? Do you all have in your mind that, Look, that was a bad call. And if you do make a bad call, do you come back and try to make up for that call? I've never done that. I've never done that. I can say that for myself. And if I miss a call and you come off the, the bench and you question me about the call, I'll be, hey, coach, I missed that one. But see, I can only miss one because I didn't do what I needed to do and I questioned myself. And people don't understand, everybody's running down the court, fast pace. And Donetta was saying, the game is so fast. You have to, you, there's no thinking. It's only reaction. It's only reaction in basketball to make that call or let it go. What you think is a foul is not a foul. And then again, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, I didn't mean to cut you off, go ahead. People don't un understand that there is no makeup call for me. And I've seen it. And I won't, I'm honest, I'm honest about it. Sometimes it does look that way, to be honest with you. A makeup call or a home court advantage. You, you, you're right about that. That's what they say. But to me, to be honest with you, I really never know who wins the game. Only thing I know. If you're the point guard, is Donetta the point guard, I know how many fouls she has because I know she is the head, she's the captain of this ship. I know that you may be a postman. I know how many fouls you have. By being going to the next level, we have to know certain things. It's not that we're gonna favor them because I know she has four fouls and I know that we got seven minutes left in the game and we're gonna keep her in. No, it's not like that. I'm just conscious of what's going on. I'm conscious of that clock. I'm conscious of that bitch. I'm conscious of that coach. I'm, con I'm constant with my teammates because only thing that you can respect, if I call the offensive foul on one end, I call offensive foul on the other end, that's consistent. Long as we're consistent on the floor and we're there to accept that call, there's really not too much you can say, but you're going to say it anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, some of us will. We, we have a question coming from uh, Facebook Live. One of the questions is, uh, what do you do when your counterpart makes the wrong call? Well, um, that that's his area of responsibility. Because uh, if, it, if it's a three-person game, then there's a trail, and trail is the person that, that's up by the half-court line or the 28-foot line, I'm sorry, 28-foot line. The lead is the person on the baseline. And the person that's free throw line extended, that's your center. So all three of, three of us has an area of responsibility. Now, if I'm on the, the trail and the lead is always on the same side, always, that means that's ball side strong. Then you can, if you have heavy, heavy post play, then the only the lead can dictate a rotation on the baseline. And then we rotate into different area of responsibility. The only way that I will come out of my area of responsibility is when you say Ray Charles can see that shot or that hit or that punch. Yes, I will come out because that's going to change the whole dynamics of the game. And we have to have control of the game. What we call in the first two or three minutes, we're going to call in the first, uh, we're, going to, we're going to call in the last two or three minutes. And we dictate to our tone. And I know sometimes when you guys say, oh, they called in everything, they called in everything. Well, what we're doing, we're setting the tone. So what I don't call in the first half or the beginning of the game, I'm not going to call it at the end of the game. That's what we should do. I didn't say everybody does it but that's how we be consistent and that's how we work as a team. So I, I, one of the huge questions going around right now, of course, in the NBA is flopping. There seems to be so much flopping going on in, in Coach Kendricks. I know you, you probably feel some type of way as well. It, it's so much flopping that's going on. And it's the process, like, come on now, you know that that's a flop. How do you dictate that as a referee to say that's a flop versus no, they got there versus they, they're straight up versus that's just a solid foul. But it's a lot of flopping going on. Okay. You know the little semicircle in the... Um... Yes, ma'am. Okay. If someone is standing in front of that line and I see the offensive person coming, now let me rephrase this. In different different uh, stage of the game or different levels of the game, the rules are totally different, totally totally different, because that circle, half circle, that's in that uh, key. You have to understand that's the NBA rule. If you're in front of it and you run through me, that's the offensive foul. Hmm. Now, where the flopping come in at? Where the flopping come in at? If I see you coming strong at me and I start to fall before you get there, oh, we got you. That's you're deceiving the, 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 the defense. <laughs> so you're gonna get that, you're gonna get that block and foul. You're gonna get it. If you got the official that know the difference, because mm. you got to that stage yet. And then in the NBA and the high school players work on doing it too. You can get a working with it, but you're not gonna get me with it. And we also have a circle in high school 
and they stand in front of our online line or in front. And they said, that's, that's a foul, that's a foul. You're not in the NBA, you're not getting paid $5 million a year. How about that? Boom. Yeah. And you know what? And that's one of the things that, um, you know, transitioning from the high school level to the college level that we have to understand those rules and those changes and uh, make sure that those girls understand who's on that team that that half circle in that key, you know, you have to beware. Uh, and by the way, we are practicing the flopping. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can do what you want, but you notice in the NBA, if you're in part of your foot is on that line, it's a blocking foul. Yeah. Automatic a blocking foul. If you're in part of your foot touch the line, automatic block. Yeah, she 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 has to. What was that? I'm sorry, I missed it. Again. He says he can't now, believe now, that you have one last question for you. Uh, I'm say it again. Uh, say it again. Last question for you. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Anybody that's interested in becoming a referee, how which route do they go? Like, how do they start? Like peewee basketball or or you? How do they get to? to that level to the college uh, NCAA or NBA. Okay. Um, you know, we're always looking for referees. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm getting older and I, I got that. I understand it, but you young rookies don't understand that, but it's time for me to back out and let the young, young bucks do it or the young play, uh, 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 players come up. We need a new official. So what we do when you have the Pee Wee League over at Doolittle or or at the um, other YMCA's or something like that, they will place the new official at those sites, and then you will have a veteran to come out and watch them so they can direct them how to what area to stand in, what's a call. But when you have kids five and six years old, it's just fun for the kids. It's just fun. It's not serious. But when you start going to junior high school and high school, this is a different story. Then they have to learn to play the, by the rules. And the coach needs to understand, if you coach your team defense, I guarantee you'll go a lot further. But when it comes to a official, when you come to high school, junior high school, we have a website, or you can email me. If you're interested in becoming a referee, because we're always looking for some, and some of us are looking to do other things and get out of officiating. So we're looking for younger official so we can pass that torch. And that's where my community service coming in to wanting to help people do better. I'm backing out of it because we need younger official because, hey, we in our 50, 60, 70 years old, you got some older than that. Come on now, life on life only gives you so much speed and so much time. So, but you have to realize, uh, I want everybody to understand, officiating is not an easy task. It's not an easy thing to do. If you don't have a good, strong mindset, you can't have the attitude because every time coaches yell at you, they're going to do that. And then when you get tired of it, just be cordial and say, coach, that's enough. They know when to stop. 
refereeing or officiating is not an easy test. You have to have thick skin and let it roll off your back. I used to be hard-headed, but at this point in time, I've learned. But I just want to give four warnings. Whoever wants to become an official, you have to have tough skin and being ready, prepared to take the good with the bad because there's a lot of good officials that's still there, but we're looking to bring in more so they can become better official. And we will still come out and support you and help you in any way that we can. So Coach Majors, one more time, if uh, you can give your email address for those who'd like to become uh, referees or who would like to get involved. I know SNOA used to be, I'm not sure if they still are, but the organization that does most of the officiating around town. But if you can give your email information, I'll also put it in the comments for those who'd like to get involved in, in possibly being an official or possibly finding some mentorship from some seasoned veteran officials who like to give back as well. Sure. Um, e as in Edward, J as in John, H as in house, A as in apple, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, W as in water, F as in food, G as in good, at gmail.com. We can tell you as a teacher, you spelled out every... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the basic. It's the basic that's always going to keep you ahead of the ball game. Absolutely. So again, Coach Major, thank you so very much for joining me. I, I know you. You got some things. You opened up your schedule to be on the show. So thank you so very much. I appreciate it. You're always just a phone call away from me. So I do appreciate you for accepting my invite, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. And of course, seeing you back on the court when cousin COVID lets us all out of timeout. Okay, um, Dor um, Dorothy, I would like to say congratulations. I look, I look to you do for to do well. If you ever need my, my, my advice, I'm always a phone call away, and I do have gas in my car, so I can also drive and just look at look at what you have. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it always. Okay, congratulations, and Miss uh, Miss Coleman, I appreciate you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and the platform. Absolutely. Thank you. Enjoy your evening. Coach Kendricks, if you don't have any last parting words, you can also give your contact information as well of those who uh, want to get involved, if they possibly want to join uh, some open runs that you all may have, if they want to contact you in regards to playing or recruiting as well, give your contact information as well. Definitely. First of all, I want to say thank you again for this invite. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on your platform. Um, you know, as I said, God has planned and, and put everything in motion for all of us to come together. Who would have thought, you know, that my high school coach would be on at the same time, my teacher and everything else. And then, you know, um, knowing you and your um, your background with CSN and how everything goes around in full circle, you know, God has a purpose for all of this. And I strongly believe that. But yes, we're still looking for individuals. Um, we're going to have, hopefully, if you, as you said, Cousin COVID will, you know, leave us alone a little bit. Um, we'll have um, open tryouts coming up pretty soon. Um, of course, we have to abide by the rules and, and the and the COVID and the and you know the safety precautions that um, we have to follow. But um, for those of you who are interested and wanted to be a part of that, um, you can contact me at uh, Dorothy D O R O T H Y dot Kendrick, K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K at CSN 
www.ebrd.edu. All right. Thank you so very much. I look forward to the amazing things you guys are going to do this season and to just the love that you guys are going to pour back into the community. Any way that I can support you, I would love to be a part of uh, the organization. If you need a sports broadcaster, an announcer, you need a towel girl, any way that I can help that you all will succeed. I'm a phone call away. I would love to be a part of your organization. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And also, as I said before, we're always looking for community service. Um, I want my girls or my team and my program um, to, to reach out and give back to the community because that's how you're going to get your blessings in, in to uh, tenfold. So if there's any community services out there, reach out to me also so that we can go ahead and put our name out there and help in any way we possibly can. And Kevin, it was nice. thank you for the support. Coach, Coach Kendrick, um, you have a number one fan already. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Okay. Thank you. God's blessings to everybody. You as well. Thank you, Coach Kendricks. OMG, Kev, right? That was exciting. The full circle moment, man. It, it When I first found out that they were bringing the team back to the city, I was like, OMG, what can I do to get some eligibility back? You know, Lord knows I can't play no more. These yeah, yeah, these yeah. knees don't act right. But, you know, it's exciting. It's for the city. Uh, of course, like I said, hopefully they can build up some great uh uh, connections with UNLV as well. Hopefully they can develop players to be better to get to the next level. So I'm excited for the city to see what happens. You know what, Marlon? I think there is a uh, spot somewhere in that organization for you. Like something. I mean, if it's just drawing up the plays, they know Ball and D was the number one guard in Las Vegas at one time in her life. All right. <laughs> that is true facts, Kev. So let's uh, talk about some sports. We got a lot <laughs> going down in the world of sports. Our girl Serena Williams today, uh, she struggled, man. Serena Williams, she did advance uh, to the semifinals. She advanced, but she was struggling. She, she won, uh, I believe it was four, six, six, three, and six, two after two hours, but the first 45 minutes for Serena was tough. She she came out and said that she believed she was having some fatigue that set in for her, but I mean, she pulled out the win, but it was not easy for our girl, Serena Williams. You, uh, I didn't get a chance to see any of it. Uh, I read up because you told me what we was going to talk about, uh, but you said from the beginning, you said from the beginning she struggled. Um, I watched Saturday. I watched Saturday. She did a great job Saturday. Uh, she did. And, but I'm not sure, like, tennis now, you got to be into it. You you cannot not be into tennis because you have to follow game by game by game because these girls, in, in this case, the girls, they're pretty, pretty awesome. They, yeah. they are some heck of athletes. And Serena is getting older and is still doing what she was doing back in the day. My number one female athlete of all time is Serena Williams. No doubt. We we still can't take it away. She is still one of the best uh, women's play, tennis players in the world right now. Of course, she's actually uh, two wins away from her 24th. Uh, Grand Slam title. So, of course, we are going to be rooting her on. Uh, our girl Naomi Saka, the up and coming uh, tennis player, I she's having her. a great time as well. 
Yeah, she's getting some positive attention. She's doing great in the tournament right now, but she has been using her platform uh, to spotlight social injustice. Of course, she's been showing up to her matches wearing face coverings of victims who have been name. murdered at the hands of police. Say her name, say his name, say their name. She's been wearing a mask that says Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin. She says she has seven masks that she hopes she makes it to the final so that she can display all seven masks. So kudos going out to Naomi Osaka. Yeah, you know what? And I, and, and I do believe she is going to one day take Serena Williams' spot. Absolutely. That that's my my belief, and she is really into it. Uh, she first of all, I've always said this, Ballin. She has two great parents helping her along, two, and that along to have the support of both your parents along can take you a little ways. You got to you got to put in effort. Don't don't get me wrong. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. You also got to still study. You still have to you know go to school. But but by having two parents support you, it's 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 just a beginning. It's a great start for Korea. And I believe I believe one day she is going to take Serena Williams' spot. She's certainly on her way for sure. So again, kudos going out to her. Of course, uh, the parents of. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey contacted her, you know, just saying thank you so very much for keeping our families or our loved ones legacy alive and keeping it, you know, relevant today. So they were very appreciative of her continuing to wear those masks and saying their names. So again, kudos going out to her for that. All right. We got to talk about it. So the big news that broke today, well, sort of big news to some people, uh, could we possibly get our first female head coach in the NBA. Now, it, it was reported today that current uh, San Antonio Spurs assistant coach Becky Hammond is in talks. She's in the conversation to become the new head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Of course, they fired Nate McMillan after they were put out. Of course, he's had losing seasons for the last four years he's been there, but some say she deserves to be in the conversation she possibly could take over that spot. Just to recap, I believe Nate McMillan was hired by Larry Bird. Larry Bird is no longer part of the uh, Indiana Pacers, so he was what you call a holdover coach. Um, so everybody pretty much knew that this spot was going to be open, um, but you are 100% right. This spot is open, and it can be taken by the first lady coach ever in any sport in any well major sport in any major sport I, head coach I do, yes head coach head coach yes i do believe by her being assistant coach on the san antonio spurs it's giving her the respect where now the players on other teams will respect her if she became that coach that head coach now, she does have sort of a winning resume. Of course, she coaches the San Antonio Spurs NBA Summer League team, in which you had an opportunity to see her live in action coach those teams. Uh, they they respect her. The players respect her. She do a great job developing uh, those players that, that's coming into the league. Of course, she, I believe, coached them to their – they won, won one of the NBA Summer League titles two years yes. ago, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, so. Uh, and, and she did a good job, but but we talked about this. 
Baller. Um, I don't want to jump off the subject, but we talked about this with with uh, Steve Nash becoming the head coach of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. We now, did. now, if you think about what I was telling you earlier, she paid her dues. You see, some of these coaches coached for years. Patrick Ewing, the only reason why Patrick Ewing is the coach of the uh, Georgetown Hornets now is because no one in the NBA, not even Michael Jordan, his friend, gave him an opportunity to be a head coach. He was just an uh, assistant coach on a team, just following behind, like black dog behind. And him, not only him, a lot of the guys. She has paid her due. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr didn't pay his dues. I mean, he was a city coach, but he didn't pay his dues. And Luke Longley's son, uh, I mean, Luke, Luke Longley, Walton. he didn't pay his dues. He was Luke on the team that, that my man Mark, the, the team that Mark Jackson built, which was an awesome team that they gave to Steve Kerr, that he was assistant coach, Luke Longley, and now he's the head coach of the Lakers and then moved on to the Sacramento Kings. Some people, and it, and it could be the – it could be the privilege, although she's white. It could be the white privilege on how these guys is getting this head, these head coaching jobs that don't really deserve them. Now, it's funny that you brought up the topic of white privilege. Of course, everyone was in a uproar in regards to uh, Steve Nash becoming the official head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. He came out and released a video statement today saying he admitted he said, you know, perhaps maybe I did benefit from the white privilege. He says, but he plans to speak out about it. He plans to use his voice to try to change the narrative of that. Mm, I mean, he did take some. Mm, I, I, yeah. He did, yeah. but you, 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 you say that from the top. You know what I mean? Say it from the bottom. Don't say it. Don't get to the top. It did say it. Say it from the bottom, and, and you telling me that this is what you really believe. Now, in his defense, in his defense, they didn't just come up with this. They ran this through uh, Kevin uh, Durant and Irie, uh, Kurt, uh, Kyrie Irving. Irving. So I know for a fact, talking to my people, my sources, that they gave their blessings. Those two gave their blessings to hire uh, Steve Nash, but I also believe that Steve Nash would have never been considered if it wasn't for the, the privilege. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Of course, we saw what happened to, to Luke. I mean, he was given the, the coaching job with LA and was booted out quickly. You know, they so we'll see if if the white privilege will keep yeah, him. But there. he got hired. He got, ball, he got fired on Friday. Luke Lonely got fired on Friday and hired on Saturday as a head coach. That that was all set up. It, 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 that, that was ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. Go ahead, Bobby. Moving on. So, of course, today is a very historical day in the world of baseball. I know you are a huge baseball fan. Uh, today, the Major League Baseball, they are honoring one of the greats, uh, number 21, who definitely is a Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, Major League Baseball has not uh, retired his jersey yet, but uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, of course, he was 38 years old when he was killed in a plane crash. Say his name. Say his name, Roberto Clemente. He is celebrating today. Of course, uh, 
players of the Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, their entire team was given the okay to wear his number, number 21. Not only him, but other players, uh, other Puerto Rican players in the league, they were also given the green light that they can also wear his number 21 today in honor of him. So I think that's kind of cool. Ballin, when Roberto died in a, in a plane accident, mm -hmm. I was a kid. I was a kid. And it hurt me like I lost a, a brother or and I didn't know him. I didn't know him from any I knew of him, but it hurt me like I can't believe this I mean this center fielder, this outfielder, the best baseball player that was living at the time. I mean, you had some good guys out at the time, but he was the best and died in an airplane. I couldn't believe it. Like like they closed down this club called the Nimbus in Chicago. When they closed it down, I was 18 years old. I couldn't believe it. I was sneaking in there at 16, 17. And when they closed it down, I couldn't I could not believe when Roberto Clemente died in an airplane accident. I was through as a kid. So he has uh he was um inducted into uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, he was the first uh, Latin American to actually be enshrined into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1973, I believe it was. But they have not retired his number. His family is kind of feeling some type of way about it, saying that they think that they deserve or they wish that the, the Major League Baseball Association would actually retire his number because they feel he was the Pirates' Jackie Robinson. Of course, they did retire his number. Um, do you think he's worthy to have his jersey number officially retired by now? I'm not. I, okay, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on this because his number is retired in the Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Right, it's in the organization. In the league. Right, and his family now, wants it to Robinson, be in the league. Yes. Now, Jackie Robinson, which which was uh, two Saturdays ago, or two Fridays ago, everybody got a chance to wear Jackie Robinson's number 42, the whole league ward. The whole league ward, his number's retired. He went through a lot so guys like Roberto Clemente can play baseball. You see what I'm saying? So I'm kind of torn. And, and I get for the Hispanic people that they want that to be their Jackie Robinson. Uh, but but uh, Jackie Robinson laid the, the, the yellow brick road so guys like Roberto and everybody else can walk down that road. Jackie Robinson was the one who got spat on. Jackie Robinson was the one who couldn't drink out of the water fountain that the other guys could. He couldn't stay in a hotel with the team. Half his teammates didn't want him on the team, so I kind of, I'm kind of drawn, and I get that part. I do, but Jackie Robinson is above Roberto when it comes to that. Now I don't know why the league haven't done it, but Pittsburgh did retire his number. So we'll see what happens with that. But of course, again, kudos to uh, the Pirates and the rest of uh, those around the Major League who actually are saluting him today. Well deserved honor for sure. Speaking of Pittsburgh, uh, my guy, <laughs> Ryan Shazier, he officially walked away from the game of baseball today. Uh, he officially announced that he's going to be retiring. Of course, he hasn't played since 2017 after that hit um, that caused him some spinal injury that 
at one point he wasn't even able to walk, but now he is able to walk. He is doing better. A uh, shout out to the Pittsburgh Steeler organization. They they took very great care of him uh, during his recovery time. So again, kudos to them for that. He's officially just saying that the, the game of football has given him so much, but at this point, um, his time is, is basically up, which again, he well-deserved career he's had with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ballin, I've said this over and over again on, on my show, to friends, to anybody that want to listen to to me. An organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers is the model organization in all sports. Like, you want to play for a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You want to play for a team like the New England Patriots. You don't want to play for a team like, let's say, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when 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 a team like Pittsburgh is on your team and they're on your side, they're going to take care of you. And that's exactly what they did. They took care of him. And I am I I'm just saying, teams like Pittsburgh and and that those teams are the ones that's going to the playoffs year after year and also sneak in the Super Bowl here and there. Because it starts with the owners. The, the Roonies are great. That They are great owners. It starts with the organization. You, you I don't care what kind of team you got. Every now and then you might get a team to squeak in because they put together a bunch of guys that play together. But that you could bet your last dollar that they're going to break that team up next year or or something's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's, it's organizations like the Pittsburgh Steelers that you want to be on. And that is that's the final word on that. I just have a bone to pick with you. We didn't sneak in any championships. We have six of them that we earned, by the way. We didn't sneak in any of them. Yeah. Count, I count, them and count, I them agree. count them up. Count them up. Okay. I agree. You got All six. Right. And, but but that's because you have a, you're a great organization. And look how hard it was to get those six. True. True facts. True the facts. Chicago <laughs> Bears. The Chicago I, Bears, bad organization. One, one Super Bowl. That's the reason why. Look, look, they even they paid. They could have got Cam Newton this year for a million dollars. You know what? They paid Nick Foles six million dollars, and he ain't gonna even start. That Trubisky still started. Just, just horrible. They make horrible decisions. They could have think about this. Mahomes could have been a bear. They moved up to get Trubisky when they could have took Mahomes. They, they could have took Jackson. They, they horrible organization. That's why they got one Super Bowl. Okay, and they got lucky. They put that great team together back then. As soon as they played, the next year they start breaking it up. Set the record straight. <laughs> Football is right around the corner. Of course, uh, my guy Ben Roethlisberger, he, he he's come forward today, telling the entire organization, telling the entire league of how scared he and nervous he is. Really, Ben, you just gonna tell them you you afraid, you scared. What really? is he afraid of? What is he afraid of? Trump, the Trump virus? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm like, you just gonna tell them you're afraid, Ben? I, I, I'm over Ben personally. I'm ready for him to be out. Of this for three years, yes, I have. I'm tired of him. I'm over Ben. Yeah, I, I will vouch for you on this. You've been saying this for three years. Speaking of football, dun 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 dun. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night football is back. It's yes. The Tennessee. I'm sorry. It's the the uh, Texans. 
the Texans playing the Kansas City Chiefs to open up on Thursday night football tomorrow night. Our time. Our time. It'll be 5.20 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Football is back tomorrow night. Football is back, and there's been some major uh, bags that have been secured in the last couple of days. Speaking of football, uh, some some players moving around, signing some deals that's getting them a pretty hefty uh, paycheck. I, I wish I knew how to, to perhaps catch a ball, run a ball of some sort. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans, has signed a huge deal. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, he's signed a huge deal. Okay, so tomorrow night, Watson signed a $160 million contract. Yes, sir. And then tomorrow night, they're playing the Chiefs. If you remember back, McHolmes signed, and I, I call him the billionaire, because he signed a half a billion dollar contract. So that's $500 million, all right? <laughs> Those two quarterbacks are going to play each other tomorrow. And I know you, you, you can't get out there and throw the ball, but you can make some money. Let's see. Which one of these teams you gonna take? The Kansas City Chiefs at the time, at this moment, nine and a half minus. Minus Ooh. nine and a half Kansas City Chiefs. What you gonna do to make you some money, baller? Oh, that's a lot. Uh, of course, the Chiefs, they are uh the NFL defending champs. They do have Patrick Mahomes. Nine points, that's a lot of points. Where where are they playing? In Kansas City? They in Kansas City. Kansas City is a Super Bowl matter. champion. There's no, fans anyway. There's no fans, so it don't, you know. Yeah, that's true. But every year, whoever wins the Super Bowl, they get the first game the next year at home. Oh, that 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 nine is high. The first game of the season, that's a lot of points. That's a lot. With no, you've had no preseason games. You've had no opportunity to to evaluate your team coming in. I, even though they are the defending champs, that nine, that's that's a lot of points. That's a good point, Baldwin. That's a dang only good point. So how about taking the over? Because because it's going to be a sloppy game. Uh, the over and under is fifty four. Ooh, over and under 54. Uh, I probably would take the under. I probably would take the under. That, that's what you would take. If, if I had to bet that game, I probably would take the points with the Texans, and I probably would take the under. Okay. Um, I'm with you on that. I'll take the points uh, and the Texans, but I'll take the over. And the reason why I'll take the over is because you're right. They didn't play no preseason games. Uh, there's no fans. Uh, I think it's just going to be a shootout. You got the two best quarterbacks in the division. One made $160 million and the other made $500 million. So they're going to be showing off. I, I, I think it's going to be over. Okay. All right. So that's tomorrow's night. That is tomorrow Thursday night game kicking off. Uh NFL season, I, as crazy as it's going to be, I'm excited to have football back around. Uh, LSU, they announced today uh, for their college season, they're going to allow 26,000 fans into their stadiums for their games. I don't, I don't know if, if all the other teams are going to, 
to get on board with that. I, I just don't see it being a safe measure. I'm not really sure how many uh, fans that their stadium can hold, but usually college hold 80, 100,000, 105,000 fans. So 26, that's 26,000. If they hold an 80, that's a pretty empty stadium. We'll see how it turns out. So what game are you exciting to see uh, this weekend? I, I know your Bears, they are still the same old Bears. They are the same old Bears, but I can't wait. I can't wait to put on my Bear hat, my, my Bear shirt, whatever I'm wearing. I don't know, my Bear socks, you know. Uh, but because I am what I am, I cannot uh, switch. I am what I am. But I'm kind of excited about tomorrow. I want to see if the Kansas City Chiefs can hold up to uh, to the to what they've been held up to. I also want to see the San Francisco 49ers. I'm thinking San Francisco 49ers has a good team, but that Super Bowl Super Bowl cold. Usually, the team that loses the Super Bowl come out flat the next year. So I'm I want to see if they can hold up to to their standard and play uh, uh, like they did last year. Well, the 49ers may be in some trouble. Hopefully, they'll get an opportunity to actually play their game this Sunday. Of course, the fires that are burning in California right now, uh, I, I believe the, the, the levels have to stay at a certain level below um, if they plan to continue to play their, their game. I'm not sure of the official number that the, the, the air quality has to continue to stay under for them to be able to actually officially play their game. But they've been practicing and um, they haven't officially said if the game is not going to be played because of the smoke that's happening in California, but it is nasty out there. It has to take some type of effect on their breathing ability. It is, it is very smoky, very hazy in California right now. Ballin', ballin'. And that is a good point. Yesterday in Las Vegas, that smoke yes. came to Las Vegas, and I couldn't yes. see in front of me. Um, luckily, mm -mm. the wind picked out last night, but if it's like that here, uh, six hours away, I can imagine how it is in California. It's nasty. It's nasty. I I, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're gonna play. It is is. I mean, if, if the fires continue, they don't continue to find some better way to get it contained and someone under control. That's going to be a very hard atmosphere uh, for them to play in. It has to be. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, teams don't like to play. Teams don't like to, to lose that home field advantage, but there's no home field advantage anyway because you don't have fans in the stands. I'm trying to figure out whether Rams is playing, but you're right. The 49ers are at home. But the, the Chargers are away. The Chargers is playing in uh, in uh, Ohio. So the mm. Chargers are away. So they don't have to worry about it. I don't see where the, the uh, L.A. Uh, Rams. Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys playing at L.A. Cowboys playing Cowboys, at LA. Cowboys. That is going to be something. Now, should they switch right now? Just say forget it. Go to Cowboys Stadium. And and should San Francisco say forget it? Who they plan? San Francisco 49ers. 
They playing the Dallas Cowboys. They they are who they are. They are still that same Dallas Cowboy team. Uh, year after year, such disappointment. Shouts out to, to our guy DJ Benzo. We know he is a huge Dallas Cowboy fan, but OMG. Yeah, so so should they switch? Should they just get in the airplane and go to Dallas? You know it ain't no fire in Dallas. That's a dome anyway. Should they just get on the airplane today and get to Dallas and play in Dallas? And don't worry about it. Um, and the who else? Oh, the 49ers. Just go right over to they playing the Cardinals. Go to Phoenix. You probably got smoke in Phoenix from California. But it's not as bad as California. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, there, there's no, there's no home court or no home field advantage anyway. There's no fans, so I mean, or that could possibly you know be a possibility. You know what they could do, Bobby? They could come to Vegas because the Raiders is going to North Carolina to Carolina to play the Panthers. They can come to Vegas to play in the new stadium. <laughs> Our the stadium that I and we won't even be able to enjoy, man. It's such a beautiful stadium, and we get no parts of it. I certainly hope I can get some type of media passes that I can, you know, touch down on the field. But speaking of the Rams, man, uh, Jalen Ramsey secured the bags this week. Uh, five years, $105 million contract extension. Well-deserving, I, I believe. Be, I just want to be the driver of the Brinks truck to all these guys. <laughs> That's a I'm lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They just make a lot it, of money. Same thing with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He secured the bags as well. The best part about his story is he was actually his own agent. He actually negotiated his own uh, new contract, his extension. So, I mean, he did pretty good. Yeah. Well, well, he, he don't have to pay an agent. <laughs> pay yourself. No agent fees. Pay yourself. So what are some uh, other football team football games that's happening this weekend on uh, Sunday? Just see if we can give a rundown of who's all playing this weekend. You want to do that? Let's right, do let's that. Start off. I'll, go through, I'll do them real quick, okay? All right, let's do let's it. Let's start off with tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is the uh, the Houston Texans playing the, we already said, the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs minus nine and a half. The Dallas, I'm sorry, the uh, Miami Dolphins is playing the Patriots. The Patriots with Cam Newton is minus six. Can you believe that? I'm not mm. sure about that. Offense don't have a good team, and the Patriots don't have Tom Brady no more. Cam got to fit in. All right. Cleveland, let's go to uh to DC. The Ravens. Ravens is minus eight and a half over the Cleveland Browns. Take that. Let's take that. Buffalo, take the the Buffalo take the Bills, minus six and a half over the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Browns going to be good. A lot of people don't know. I don't want them to be good, but I think they'll be good this year. Let's go to North Carolina. Well, Carolina. The Carolina Panthers is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The very first time we can call them the Las Vegas Raiders this year because minus two and a half in Carolina. The Seattle Seahawks is going to visit the Atlanta Falcons. Seahawks going to Atlanta. The Falcons, uh, the Seahawks, minus one and a half. That's going to be a tight game. Uh, let's go to Washington. Now, don't forget, we got to call these guys the Washington football team. No more Washington Redskins. The Washington football team is going to host the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, minus six and a half. 
Let's go to Detroit. My Chicago Bears is visiting the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions are minus two and a half over the Chicago Bears. I think Khalil Mack got something to say about that. Let's go to the Jaguars. Let's go to uh, where the Jaguars play. Florida. Uh, Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars playing the, Minion, the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts is minus seven and a half. Seven and a half Indianapolis Colts. That's a lot. Colts visiting Florida. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. The Packers, the Green Bay Packers, is going to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings minus two and a half. Minus two and a half Vikings. The Chargers, we just talked about. The Chargers minus three going to Cincinnati to play the Cincinnati Bengals. 49ers minus seven. At home, the 49ers is playing the Phoenix Cardinals minus seven 49ers. The Saints. Phoenix Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Phoenix Cardinals, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> the Saints. The New Orleans Saints, minus three and a half over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's Tom Brady's team, remember? So they ain't got him to win tomorrow, uh, Sunday. The Saints will be minus three and a half over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Saints at home. And last but not least, these two games, actually, the Bucs and the Saints game is Monday. Remember, every Monday night, the opening week of football, there's two games on Monday night. The Cowboys and Rams, the Cowboys is minus two and a half over the Rams. And the 49ers is minus seven over the Cardinals. Those, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me replay that. The Rams, Cowboys, Cowboys two and a half. The, four, uh, the Saints minus three over Tampa Bay. Those are the two games that will be on Monday night. All right, football is officially back starting tomorrow. Exciting time it is. Of course, I know we got started a little late, so uh, got to shout out the Las Vegas Aces real quick before we make our way out of here. Of course, they are having a phenomenal season. Shout out uh, to MVP candidate. I'm going to say she is my MVP, uh, Asia Wilson. She's having a phenomenal season for our Aces. They won yesterday. They took sole possession of second place. Uh, in the WNBA, they are still chasing the Seattle, the Seattle Storm, looking to take over that number one spot. Of course, the first two teams, uh, they get a first round bye in the playoffs. Angel McCautry, she moved up to the eighth spot. Uh, all-time in steals, so shout out to her for that. She's having a great season to say she's actually coming back from injury and missed the entire last year, so shout out to our Las Vegas Aces. They're getting back to their winning ways. I believe that's their fourth game in a row they won uh, yesterday. Our uh, Vegas Golden Knights, they got back to their winning ways. Finally, of course, they were they were a little rocky a little bit, but they got uh, back to the win column. It was nervous for a second. <laughs> But they got back. They got a win yesterday over the uh, Dallas Stars. So continue to support our Vegas Golden Knights. And of course, I, I am uh, Kevin. I, you know, I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steeler fan. But I have officially ordered. No, I've ordered my Raiders jersey. Yes, I did it. No. I, I did it, Kev. Oh, I, I, yeah, I had to, man. I, I, I had to do it. Oh, got to support Bob. the home squad. I got Derek Carr, unfortunately. I, I know. I don't think I don't think he's gonna be a Raider for long. Honestly, I, I, I this might be his last year. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> so don't you can say start watching, You can start watching the cover that jersey. 
<laughs> of course, uh, the NBA fi- uh, playoffs, they're still happening. Of course, we mentioned earlier, Toronto, they stayed alive against the Celtics. They won in double overtime, 125 to 122. Uh, it is halftime right now. The Clippers, they are looking to take a 3-1 lead over the Nuggets. The Clippers are currently up at the half, 48-40. to 40, So we'll see how that all turns out. Shouts out to my Los Angeles Lakers, man. They had a dominant game last night. Uh, Rondo, he finally showed up and showed out to the old Rondo that we know he can be, and yeah. it paid off for the Lakers, man. It You're was great to see. <laughs> you, we're not gonna get it again. Don't get that. You're not gonna get that out of Rondo again. But let me tell you what you what you are gonna get. LeBron James playing like he's 16 years old. Yes. Le- LeBron James was slapping. He was slapping uh, 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 blocks out of bounds. Yes, he I'm was. I'm telling you, LeBron James playing out of his mind. I just don't think the Lakers got enough bitch. I don't I don't think they got enough bitch. I that's the reason why I didn't pick the Lakers. I took the Toronto Raptors against the uh Los Angeles Clippers in the finals. I knew I knew everybody was on that buck wagon, the Milwaukee Bucks. I knew that wasn't going that, that they're not strong enough on the bench. That counts for something. And I think LeBron James team is strong. One, two, three, and then they start getting weak with that four and that five player. Mm. Not, 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 I'm not saying in the positions. I'm just saying they got LeBron. They got, uh, I'm, and I'm giving you a, a few. They got Anthony Davis, LeBron. That's they, they strong, right? I mean, they had to have a, a game like Rondo did last night to win. See, they don't have that strong off the bench. Who they got coming off the bench? That, and I even love – I love Kuzma. I think Kuzma was, should have been the number one pick the year that him and um, uh, uh, ball, ball came out. Lonzo Ball, I think, yeah. I think Kuzma should have been the number one pick. And then they got another kid over in, in, up in Sacramento. But but I just don't think they're strong enough. Well, Kuzma played a good game last night. It's just that – He did. He did. Who is he offset? You see what I'm saying? On a good team like the Clippers. Who is he gonna offset Kuzma? You got a lot of Kuzmans on on the Clippers. You see what I'm saying? You don't have a lot, and and you got Kyrie. He's probably he's probably the best player in basketball. So him and LeBron are offset each other. And I mean the Clippers just got a good strong team all the way around. But you say Toronto to, to, Toronto has to get past Boston before they can get to the Clippers. I, I, I look. It's three three. Look at that. Nobody thought Toronto was gonna do that. Three three. Anything can happen now. I might lose yeah, that. Boston I, might take them. You think so? Uh, Boston might take to Toronto. It's three three. I, I I think Boston's gonna pull out the series. I I think they Boston's might. gonna pull it out. They might. They might. But I mean, I, I gave him my my thoughts. That's what I did. I gave it to him. There it <laughs> now, is. If they win, I'm in, you know. <laughs> there it is. So, so of course, I know we went a little over past our hour because uh, we started a little late. But again, our first show, we got through it. No plays on sports talk. I appreciate everyone who uh, joined in, tuned in, watched, and certainly hope that you share share this live feed. Of course, you tune in each and every Wednesday night from six to seven p.m. Uh, we do have some merchandise available if you would like to get a no plays off sports talk mask. 
it's available. Also, I do have t-shirts as well. No plays on sports talk t-shirts, Kev. I have yours. No worries about it. Uh, they are available as well. You can email email us at no plays off sports talk at gmail.com. Kev, you know it's a pleasure to have you hanging out with me. I appreciate you for joining me and uh talking a little fun about sports. Of course, it was a great conversation with uh referee and coach Miss Emma Majors, as well as the new women's basketball head coach of the Community College of Southern Nevada, Coach Dorothy Kendricks. Of course, we are going to try to keep the conversation respectful. Um, just have great conversation in regards to sports, entertainment, community. As you all know, I'm huge in regards to my community. I love my community. I'm going to be throwing in some community events. We're going to have some community interviews. Uh, just some great conversation in regards to sports. Shout out to uh, my guys, Donnell and Dre over at Let the Ball Bounce Sports Talk. They do a great job with their sports show as well each and every uh, Tuesday night and Saturday afternoon. Kev, you do your, your uh, locker room show on Thursdays at 2 p.m., 1 p.m. You do a great job with that as well. So just kudos. It's enough out here for everybody. It's enough sports. We can all have conversation. If we can all just support one another, man, that's the only way That's the only way to be. It is no hating. I'm not trying to step on nobody else's toes. I'm staying in my lane. And we're just trying to have some sports talk fun. That's it. Hey, first of all, Baldwin, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor that somebody like you would ask me to be on your show. Uh, it was a great show the first day. Uh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning, just like everything that pops off. But we got it down to a T. Uh, yes, and thank the guests that came on also. Um, you 100% right. I love Let the Ball Bounce. Um, me, personally, you know, Goose is just a good guy. Just, yes, he is. Just, just put it out there. I love Let the Ball Bounce. Um, but you said it. I can't say nothing else. It's enough out for everybody. So let's eat. Let everybody eat. Huh? How True about facts. it? Thank you so much for having me. Love you, Kev. I'll see you all next week, next Wednesday. No plays out sports talk. We'll be back with you next Wednesday, 6 p.m. right here on Facebook Live. Deuces. Remember, I love you for absolutely free. Have a good night. All right, Kev. Have a good one. I appreciate you, my brother. Deuces. Just let me know what we're going to talk about next week. I can get some, something on.